Welcome to Games and Grub, only on Marquette Radio. The Virginia Cavaliers are the 2019 NCAA National Champions. 85-77, Virginia wins its first men's basketball championship. So today, I'm going to step down as the president. Coach Luke Walton and the, uh, the Lakers part ways. It's a day not to get ahead of yourself, and at the same time, not to get behind. A day to set yourself up for one more meaningful walk. It's Saturday at the Masters. So Brian just asked me what music this is for anybody in the audience. If you don't know this, I... It's time to culture yourself. It's time to culture yourself a little bit. Welcome to Games and Grub. We are live. It is April 13th, 2019. Welcome aboard. We got a fresh new cast of characters. As always, we are live from Johnston Hall. Marquette University. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3. We're live as always on Marquette Radio, available worldwide through the stream at marquettewire.org. We come to you, as I said, live from Johnston Hall in beautiful Milwaukee on this beautiful 13th of April, 2019. We come to you with myself, Aiden Hatton, along with two beautiful co-hosts, Brian Gallagher. Present. And <laughs> he uh, he broke his voice already, but Kevin Hurley, how you doing? Doing great, how are you? Can you mo- talk into the mic a little bit? No. He's a little bit of a rookie. Twist, twist the thing on the right. Twist that tight. Wait, <laughs> write your hands right on it. Wait. The little knob. The little knob. Yeah. No, on the right, on the right. This guy. No, no, no. Man. Okay. Anyway, a, as, we get the, as we get the technical difficulties uh, set up. As I said, we are live. It is a big day. It's a big show. Um, we're coming to you live, as always, from Johnson Hall. It is 3.05 p.m. Central Time. And it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend in the sports world. We've got the Masters currently going on right now, which is... Could be the best sports week. Could be the best sports week. Can you bring it close to your mouth a little bit? First weekend of the uh, NBA playoffs. and uh, NCAA championship. Yeah. Whole bunch. Is it? So is this mic? Can you can you switch it? Talking to that one. What's up? What's up? No, what's it, up? Can, can you move? I'm sorry, the thing isn't working. Pull it, pull it out, but, Kev. Um, pull you know, it out. You know I'm fat. Like, nah, because it's, it's there's a big a there's an echo between yeah a there's an bit. echo when he 
talks, but not when Brian we, and I talk. We are talk. not in playoff form right now. Wait, well, uh, speaking of playoffs, uh, the NBA in full stretch. It started. The NBA season, regular season is over, and the playoffs have begun live with boots the... Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. Yes, yep. stay there with that go. one. Yep, <laughs> yep. Okay, so we're live. It's April 13th. I we thought got, you guys were going to go off that beat. We got all the mics set up, and we're ready to roll. So we got our opening appetizer, since it is games and grub. Uh, opening thought from the sports world and beyond from the past week. Guys, would either of you like to go first? Yeah, I'd love to go first. Uh, we've talked about this uh, both on and off the air. Other uh, somewhat famous, like first take, they've talked about it. Not sure if they're quite as big as us, but LeBron James. <laughs> oh, that's where I was just going to go. LeBron James, how many teams does this man need to destroy? Just, like, hey. kill the management, kill the other players. To Before we say, like, this guy is not the best teammate, this guy is not the best thing for an organization. Yeah, he's the best player on the court, but what you do off the court and what you cause to that team is also something you need to look for when you're looking for a good player. Mm-hmm. My uh, opening take goes off that one. Go Let's ahead. Hear it, yeah. Let's hear it. Luke Walden is finally free and no longer LeBron's whipping boy. <laughs> that's Facts. it no I, I can build off that one yeah well, really like you know now like the new head coach the front runner for the position is probably tyron Lou. yeah which, which goes to show like how much stake lebron has in all like management decisions that he goes to like he is he has as much say as, as just about anyone else in the organization Really, like, yeah, <laughs> definitely fair. Like Tyron Lue is such a pushover coach. Like, there, are you a, gonna listen to LeBron or Tyron? Yeah, Lue and that, that's why I think that's one of the reasons LeBron didn't go to the Spurs. That was his best chance to win, I think. Yeah, like other than if he went to the Warriors, but who was taking that take seriously? So, if you're talking about like the best place to win, it would have been the Spurs with the best coach. He would have been in a big three with Lamarcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan, because oh, yeah. Kawhi was already traded. Right, but he can't listen to a powerful coach. It doesn't work for him. Yeah, he doesn't he, play. He, does he him. plays in his own system. He, he does him, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And as we've seen in his career, what is he, 3-8 and eight in, the, in the finals? Yeah, he makes it to finals, but does he win? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, what, what, let's hear yours. 3-8 says My no. take, uh, I'm going to drift off of, drift away from basketball a little bit and go to golf because that's just what, that's just what I'd like to do as a big golf fan. And I know I'm not the only one that's watching the Masters uh, intently, uh, focused on Tiger Woods and <laughs> short and sweet. He hate him or love him. You have to understand that when he's in contention in any tournament, but especially a major that it just makes the game of golf more interesting. And it brings more ratings in because uh, the first tournament that Tiger was seriously in contention for last season was the Valspar championship. Guys, ever heard of the Valspar Championship? No, no, no don't think yeah, I have. yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't blame you. Uh, he ended up. He he did not win, but Paul Casey ended up winning. But the ratings for the Valspar Championship almost doubled the year that from the 2016 tournament. No, excuse me, 17 tournament from the 2018 tournament almost doubled by the time Tiger was in contention on Sunday. So it just makes golf more entertaining, more interesting, and more popular. More if, electric. More electric if Tiger's in. 
again, love him or hate him. And and my my take on Tiger, this is like part B. I'm rooting for the guy just because I know he's had he's he's had problems with uh, women and domestic violence. And do you think he's back because he's up to his old antics? <laughs> <laughs> what's his old antics his old tricks like exactly what you just said his yeah. problems with women and do you yeah. think he's up to his old tricks I shouldn't I shouldn't no <laughs> domestic violence does Tiger have the domestic violence or is that somebody else he's had he's had he's uh, had, fair, he's had marriage issues. issues put it that way and he's had issues with drugs he's had issues with Bat, his, uh, back. his back he's Fusion his, his family issues yeah I'm all I'm a I mean, call me crazy, but that sort of comeback story, by the way, shout out to my dad, who had the same fusion surgery as Tiger Woods. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And that's why he is such a big Tiger fan. Uh, among other reasons. He's become a big Tiger fan and I'm I just got a text from him that he's won back. He's he's updating me as we go. But I got it up on my computer too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna turn it on here at Marquette Radio. We have a with these, with this brand new studio. I never noticed that TV. Yeah, we got a. How new is that? We got uh, it's uh, <laughs> right before Christmas break. Right. Okay, I was gonna say that's been up this entire time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, to wrap up my opening thought, I'm rooting for Tiger because he's he's trying to get his life together. He's got a nice comeback story, and with him in contention, golf is better for it. Okay. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. You can call us up on. LeBron James, we just talked about the Luke Walton, whole Lakers uh, <laughs> enigma. And I'd like to start off with a little NBA. Oh, t- Tiger's two down, actually. Conversation. Okay, so he's two yeah. down. T- Tony Finau. Tony Finau, yeah, he's had a huge day. Yeah, that's, what is he, six that, under uh, today? That's, a comeback, that's a comeback story right there. Do you guys remember that video of him tripping? He snapped his ankle. What what tournament was that at? Was that, that was last year at the Masters yeah. Par Three contest. Yep, yep. The, the Wednesday of the Masters. Yeah, he snapped his ankle. Like if you haven't seen it, just like YouTube it. Tony Finau like uh, snaps his ankle. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I hate to say it, but it was hilarious. Like, I mean, pain is he, he's just like walking backwards, like 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 looking at the course, cheering him on because it wasn't like a big thing. It was just the Wednesday, okay, and just like trips and like. It was crazy, but I don't know. I was laughing. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's huge for Tony Fino. He's had a big Saturday, as they call it, moving day in golf. Um, and we're trying to get the we're trying to get the stream on right now. So this might be a little this might be a little play by play edition of Games and Grub because we're gonna we're we're all intently focused on the Masters, and this is what I'm talking about. If Tiger was not in it, I bet you know uh, the average golf fan wouldn't be tuning in as much. Uh, without Tiger in it. Yeah, I, so, I would say I fit into that boat. I'm not a huge golf guy, but Tiger plays, I'll watch. Exactly. So take Brian as the best example of how much Tiger means to the game of golf. So really when he came onto the scene, that's what brought so many people in. Exactly, and that's what... It, it, no exaggeration, golf in the United States, the whole country, sort of blew up. I think he saved golf in a way. I want to say ratings were like way down... And then he came in. And yeah, back. yeah. Too bad no one can do that for baseball. I mean, baseball is just beyond repair. Get right. here, we'll get man. we'll get, get to that we'll, later. We'll get to get that. We'll here. get to that. But I'd well, like to it's jump America's off. America's game, man. It's America's pastime. America's That's pastime. right. Anyway, we're gonna get to uh, both Brian and Kevin's opening thoughts centered around the Lakers and what's going on with them, and uh, that can be our perfect 
uh, jumping point into our into our little NBA segment where the first thing I'd like to talk about is Magic Johnson, his uh, abrupt, as we just heard in our opening montage, stepping down from his post as president of basketball operations. Or forced out. What does this uh, <laughs> forced out, pushed out, stepped down, what are your guys' thoughts on how Magic, first of all, how Magic went about it, and second of all, what does this mean for the future of the Lakers? Um, I mean, I think he wasn't necessarily like forced out. It was just more like he was pressured out, I guess. I know those are kind of similar ways of phrasing it, but regardless, like I think if LeBron didn't come, he would still be the GM. I think that's like a main point. Yeah, I, 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 I see that. Yeah. Um, for Same me, with Luke Walton too. Because he kind of, when LeBron came, he there's, just there's expectations. changed everything. And yeah. now, like, he was, there's like, expectations. there was, um, like, talks of, like, pretty much their entire roster getting traded. Well, I think especially yeah. because they, they traded D'Angelo Russell. He's now in the playoffs as a six seed. He's actually playing as we speak right now. Uh, they're up four against the uh, 76ers, game one, first round. But uh, oh, like And they two. also traded uh, Julius Randle, and he's having a career year right now. So, I mean... Magic, did he do the best job in the world? No, but he could have done a worse job. Um, I mean, he almost traded away the whole team for one player, which you can say however you like. People love Anthony Davis, and he's a great basketball player, but is he worth eight players and a couple picks? And that messes up team chemistry, Not really. It messes up chemistry, messes up depth. I mean, it, it was just a whole mess. But I respect what Magic did. He loves the game of basketball and the rules of the NBA for front office limits him to appreciating the game how he wants to he wants to be able to help ben simmons in the offseason he wants to be able to appreciate russell westbrook putting up 20 20 20 as he said um he wants to be able to appreciate good performances go to like whatever game he wants to uh train with guys work with people uh and still he's still gonna be an ambassador for the game just on a different way of being in the front office of the lakers yeah i like uh I like what you're we're saying. By the way, we've got our we've got our stream up, and we we made it to CBS on the Market Radio Television. So we, if anything big comes up, we'll uh, we'll give it to you. We'll try our best to both do a radio show and watch the Masters at the same time. Um, obviously, the former being the priority. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Call us up. Tweet at us at Grub M U R if you have any thoughts, opinions, uh, or just look for a shout out. Um, but anyway, on my take on the Magic Johnson thing, I, uh, I saw a nice tweet from, uh, maybe my, my favorite pitcher on the Red Sox staff now, David Price. He had a, he had a little basketball take and I was, I was a fan of what he had to say. He said he, uh, quote, so this is at David Price 24. He tweets, I applaud Magic for the decision he made yesterday. When you start to get away from who you are, it's time to make a change. And he did that. Most would continue to go down that dark path of unhappiness, and that's the only place. I wish nothing but the best for Magic. Two, ex- two exclamation points. And most of the stuff I agree with there. It seems Magic, and this is the biggest takeaway I got from it, he looked so happy standing up in front of those L.A. reporters saying, I'm going to step down. <laughs> and he just he seemed like the happiest guy. And you know what? If that's what it takes for him... And I, I, I buy into all this stuff Brian's talking about. I, I think that he would like to appreciate the whole Russell Westbrook. And he, and he mentioned 
Serena Williams, uh, would would he like to be on her advisory board? He's like, and then he 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 answers her, and he's and he's like, with this job, I it's just too much too much of a time constraint. And then the whole Ben Simmons fiasco, how he would like to train him. That's against NBA rules if he's you know president of basketball operations for the Lakers. So for him to step back and live as he said back to back to being back to being a you know stable life then i'm all for that and i i will not i on a on a psychological level i'm not gonna you know psychoanalyze his brain or whatever but i for his his explanation uh makes total sense to me and if he's just trying to be more happy how can i complain so uh that's that's our magic johnson little take but um the other the other thing I'd like to get to, and this is more of a Marquette centric uh, NBA thought, is Dwayne Wade. He just finished up his uh, his NBA career. Now that the playoffs are ongoing, and the Heat did not make it, but Dwayne Wade signed off. Yeah, and his final. Uh, who's t- is this Tiger? Yeah. Okay, so Tiger's just teeing off on what hole is this? This is okay. So it's the coverage is hole. I don't know what hole coverage is, is whipping around, um, and we're getting we're oh. getting we're getting into Hi. the uh, we're getting into the thick of it at the Masters. Anyway, back to Dwayne Wade. Um, Darren Ravel he just tweeted a um, preview of the or actually the full clip of the Budweiser commercial, um, where it basically shows how Dwayne Wade is so much more of a get in there it's bigger oh. he's he's quote it's unquote bigger than basketball he's quote unquote bigger than basketball and i just like to play this for everybody just because it you get teared up at least me watching it so i'll just let it speak for itself since I last seen you. I come from an area where not too many people make it. It was always my dream that I'd get the chance to go to college, but we just didn't have the money. You mean so much to us. And my brother, Joaquin, loved you from the beginning. He passed away in Parkland on February 14th. He was one of the 17 victims. 10 days before Christmas, our house burned down and we lost everything. It was one of the lowest points in my life. Hey, Dwight. How you doing, Miles? You were the joy of my life. But I was dropping the ball. That day that I just couldn't do it no more was the day that I was going to have to turn myself in. And I seen the tears just fall from your eyes. Your mama went down a road, Dwayne, that I didn't ever think I'd come back from. 
But on that road, I noticed you kept showing up. And you'll come and see about me. And Dwayne, because you believe in me, when I got out of prison, I was a different woman. We received a phone call. Would you mind if Dwayne Wade take you and the family <laughs> on a shopping spree? It just meant the world to me that you were there for us at this time. Thank you. you became all right, so that that gives you the uh, the gist of the Dwayne Wade commercial. Like like we said before, he's bigger than basketball. Um, he, great guy, uh, does what he can for the community. Um, I mean, who who doesn't like Dwayne Wade? And that's gonna bring me into my next little question for uh, me and Kev here. Uh, so I'm a huge Dirk Nowitzki guy. Uh, who do you like more, D Wade or Dirk? Dirk, there's no question. Okay, thanks. I mean. A lot of people Dirk say this. Dirk is the most likable player to probably ever play. Yeah, he he's a lot like Giannis actually. He yeah. he doesn't say a lot. He he stay he's he just plays I, his game. I hope Giannis stays with the Bucks his whole career. Yeah. Um, and if Giannis wins a championship, it's not going to be on a super team. Right. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk didn't win on a super team. Dirk beat the super team. He beat the yeah. he beat the Heat trio of uh, Bron, D Wade, and and right. uh, yeah yeah that and was Chris Bosh yeah, like. That was probably like the first like season of NBA like I watched like a lot of, and I watched the finals. And after the finals, I was like, "Like who is this Dirk dude?" And in in his playoff run in the Western Conference that year, he beat Kobe's Lakers and Kobe's prime, and he beat the Spurs. Like that was his route. That yeah, he had to play both of them. I'm pretty sure. Dang. Um. So it's not like the West has been harder for a long time. The West. The yeah, East, the, I know, but still, I didn't know like yeah. he had to go through the Lakers yeah he had to go and yeah he had to go Spurs. through both of them. Yeah. So. I mean, both had great careers, but I mean, if we're talking about better or worse, it's it's Dirk. It's Dirk. Yeah. Um, he's so, just like the most likable player, yeah. man. Like you can't hate Dirk. Can't hate Dirk. Can't do it. Uh so our next question is going to be Marcus or Marcus Howard returns to Marquette. What do we think? I think it's yeah, awesome. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> can't, can't complain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. Be, yeah, right. Expectations. I, expectations. That's the thing. Like, I think it's gonna be hard for him to you know, do better than he did this year. Like he already put up career mm -hmm. numbers. I, I know I we've talked about this. Much Im yeah. Improving that he can do. We've, we've talked about this off the air, uh, but I think what he needs to do to take his game to the next level, if he, and especially if he wants to have a good NBA career is he has to like, he's already a great passer. Don't get me wrong. But what if he averages like less points, 20 points a game, 18 points a game, but averages 10 assists. Or averages 12 assists or something crazy like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. And if he can show that he has a phenomenal passing ability, I think that that's going to be able to take his game to the next level. And with a team next year that we have shooters, we Everyone's have the, we have the Howard the Housers, we have uh, Ed and Theo are always, are always ready on the block. Brendan Bailey can can do it all, and uh, Sakar Anum. I mean, he keeps adding tools to his game. And then we got this transfer coming in, uh, oh. Kobe Kobe McEwen from like Utah or Utah State, and he's Sweet. he's going to do some damage too. So. I think if Marcus Howard can true like lead this team, I hate to say it, but past the first round. I mean, in a deep, <laughs> deep March run, and even in maybe in early April. I mean, the way too early uh, predictions said yeah, that we were right. number two in the nation. I Obvi mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to see it happen. Yeah, um, but I just think he's already projected or would have been projected to go like late second round. Late second, round. second round. And how much so, better is it going to get? Yeah, right. Yeah. So for like selfish reasons, I'm super pumped. But I, mm -hmm. I think if I was him, like I think it may have been a smarter move to just go to the draft. But hey, I'm, I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. All right. And let's, let's, go, let's go to this now. Uh, the draft, the NBA draft. 
who's going first, who's going second, who's going third. And let's just make the pool between Zion, RJ, and John Morant. Who's first, who's second, who's third? Zion, John Morant, RJ Barrett. Also, depending on the, the, the team, the lottery. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, to, well, the teams haven't been picked yet. Right. But I, dude, if the Bulls get a top three pick, it'd be so huge. Yeah. So huge. They're like in the fourth spot, mm-hmm. most likely. That's where they're projected to go. <clears throat> okay. But they get it's such like a top three heavy draft. Like after yeah. the top three, it's then top, there's, there's a little bit. There's of a lot of good off. players, but those three players are the ones that we're looking I at. I think RJ Barrett's like way overhyped too. He he might be. He might be. I think he is. Um, but what about you, Aiden? Who do you if you if you were like a GM for the top three teams, who would you pick first, second, and third in this NBA draft? I I would. It's the the RJ Barrett. You know, it's such an enigma. But I would go Zion, and then. I would have to just just for the the risk reward factor. I would I would go John Morant second just because RJ Barrett he seems he seems like a he seems like a boomer bust and he his his uh, his style of play will either he'll either become one of the best at it or he'll just get lumped into the NBA pool of a lot of those you know uh, short style small forwards that can score but you know. With John Morant, you just see you just see a guy that can make his whole team better, and that's that's a guy that I would go second. And he's just got so much. I think he has more of an upside and a higher ceiling than than R.J. Barrett. Um, but anyway, we just uh, I had to step out for a minute just because uh, we had our we have our delivery boys. It is here. Yeah. And oh, the packet the package is here. The, the phone number. What's that? The mind? phone number yeah. to call is four one four two eight eight. 7091 and before we take any calls i'm just gonna throw it out there we're gonna do a live pizza review on games and grub okay so this is this is credit to my uncle chris chris hatton he calls in almost weekly now you probably know him by now if you're a fan of the show and back way back in 2018 a year ago haha we made a bet about marquette basketball and he is a big He's a Providence College alumni, Who? Providence College alumnus. What, my, what college? My uncle Chris, Providence College. Haven't heard of him. Never heard of it. <laughs> they're they're a member of the yeah. Big East. If you, if you forget, and they must be irrelevant then. Yeah. If you if you're a player in the Big if you're a team in the Big East, then you play Marquette twice a year. So you know what we said to Uncle Chris, or he came to us. We'll, we'll make we'll make a pizza oh, yeah, bet. We, did. we we made a pizza bet with him. We made a pizza bet, for and each, if Marquette for beat, each game, there's a pizza on the line. For each game, there's a pizza on the line. Best pizza in the city. We had to we had to find it. So you know what? Marquette beat Providence twice, two and zero, oh, and we used his first uh, we used his first pizza token on our own. We didn't we didn't use it with uh, the games and grub name on it, and that was probably a little mistake on our part. But you know what? He came to us and he said, "You know what? This one has got to be eaten on the air." On the air. And we found the perfect I spot it. for it because this guy. Who I just met downstairs. He we just got it delivered to Johnson Hall. This guy, Zafiro's Pizza, Z A F F I R O Pizza, it's apostrophe S Pizza. He we just had a great talk. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat right now, and he just talked me up about Boston. He talked me up about how how I like Milwaukee, how I'm a freshman, how I'm studying business, and you know he he gave us he gave a huge advertising ploy for his business and his his pizza joint. And you know what? I'm expecting big things from this pizza. So you know what? I'm going to, as as pertaining to the Marquette Radio rules, I'm going to step outside, 
right behind the glass at the studio and eat this pizza right in front of Brian and Kevin. I, I'm, I'm, I'll have a slice because you know what? And we got a call. We got a call. Too. I'm going to call. Guess what? I'm going to call the line and I'm going to give it to you on the air, my score. Are we ready? One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Let's do it. Is that Piero's Pizza? It's Zafiro's. Zafiro's. Fierro's. I know a place called Piero's that's right by me, and it has like pretty much an identical bar. All right. So as we as we get this pizza review in order, I turned, it, I turned your juices off. Yeah. No, I turned it back on. Uh, we're gonna do this. This is quite the operation. So. Uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a quick intermission song, uh, courtesy of Games and Grub, and we will get this pizza on a roll. Yo, do you have your phone? Okay, so we're getting this going. But as we do this, call us up on anything four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Right after we have this live pizza review on the air against Zafiro's Pizza, Zafiro's Pizza in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is a big competitor. This is known as one of the best pizza joints in the city. We've got S- uh, Sicilian immigrants that are descendants of Sicilian immigrants that are running this joint. And we've got uh, we got Sofiro's Pizza as the contender for best pizza in the city. So we're trying to find the place. We're trying to find it. And Kevin and Brian are eating right now. And we will go in and get their score in a few seconds but before that again call us tweet us at grubmur or at 414-288-7091 that's Have Brian Gallagher on the line. Alright, the boys are in. They have their score. So let's go to them on the line right now. Talk. Talk. Wait, hold on. Alright, now go. Me and Kev are out here. One bite. Everyone knows the rules, but first gotta examine it a little bit. Got some grease to it, which is good. Got, yeah, I'll say I'll say good flop. The toppings look look well uh, well distributed on the pizza. So here we go. Cheers. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. One bite. bite. All right, they're eating the pizza as we see right now. They seem to oh. be enjoying it. Oh, Kevin! Kevin's making some. Uh, he's making a ten signal with his with his hands. Uh, no, no, not a ten. No, no, I was saying clear hands. So I ate the entire slice. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. He, he one bite. He one bite. He one bite the entire slice. Yeah. He he has been nicknamed Fat Kev before. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I like. I don't like a lot of sauce. My pizza doesn't have a lot of sauce. So it gives some points there. The box itself, the box it comes in is nice. I give it a point there. It's how we rip off a Piero's though. Cut it. <laughs> Nobody knows what this Piero's place is. <laughs> huh? All right, what's mm. the score? The sausage, sausage is A1. So I'm going to go with like a 8.1. 8.1. It is high. That's high. But I go down one of these pizzas. All right. Yeah, I just do. Hand the phone, hand the phone over to Kevin. Seven, hand the phone over to Kevin. Seven one. Seven one is where I'm at. It's like a good pizza, but it's not something that blows you away. You well, know? see, I'm a big wow. sausage guy. They got, they got an authentic Italian sausage on it. All right. So can I ask well, you I something? Can you drop the phone? Don't hang up. Come back, and I will give you my score. So come in, uh-huh. fill the time, and we'll get everybody's score in on this is Vero's pizza. All right. So, uh, Brian is coming back into the studio. Kev is he's still he's still munching right now, but um, we've got we've got two scores in. We've got an eight one and a seven one on Zafiro's Pizza, and Brian has come back and entered the studio. So, can you give us your post game thoughts on that review? Like I said, uh, good flop, uh, sausage, not too much, not too little, good amount of sauce. The sauce could have been. Could have used a little something extra. I don't know, just like a, like a more prominent taste. But overall, it was good pizza. Uh, I enjoyed eating it. I'm um, gonna enjoy eating some more when I get back. Um, but yeah. So All right. Aiden, let's hear it. Yeah, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. Cheese only. Gold medal slice. The pizza is in his mouth. Mm. I can already tell this is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Very good pizza. Mm. I'm a fan, Brian. I'm a fan. Yeah. I like the thin, the cheese to sauce ratio is where it's at. I like it. Oh, Phil Mickelson. Oh, okay. Phil Mickelson, he's making a run right now at the Masters. But back to pizza because that's what we're here for. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. If this pizza is a, it's a solid pizza. And you know what? The guy, Sefiro's, uh, the delivery man, he just probably bumped up the score a few points. It's, and and uh, we didn't bump up the score, but he's just, he's making me feel happy eating this pizza. He, he didn't One destroy, bite. bad service doesn't, bad service ruins it, but good service doesn't make it. It can help it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, Man, this is this is tough. I'm gonna go Sephiros. I'm gonna go eight point three. Wow. It, wow. It's a solid one. Because you know what? It's very thin, but it's it it does the job, especially the crust. You get the nice little crunch in there. I, I say eight point three. So Sephiros, big candidate for best pizza in Milwaukee right now. I don't know. We gotta we gotta go back and, and see if it takes the crown from San Giorgio. Anyway, that's the review. That's the review. All right, we're going to go a little intermission before we uh, get settled in the next part of our show. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the 
till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your porch. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my blood. Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. My life is a movie, boy riding in boobies. Cowboy hat from Gucci, wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me. Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and fenders. We're back. Marquette Radio. We're back on the scene after our live pizza review. Wow, we just went we just went off the rails for about 15 minutes there, but we had to get our scores in. So uh, as a recap, 8.3 for me, for Brian. 8-0. Oh, you did... Okay. 8-1, fine, 8-1. You, Can't change it. The score, the rules are, you're not allowed to change it. And then Kev, what was your score? 7-1. Seven, 7-1. One. Seven, one. Uh, he just went off, Kev behind the glass just said, Lou Malnati's is a 10 out of 10. So for all your Chicago These people, Chicago people back back home, uh, that... It's deep dish uh, though, so it's a different, you know, it's ball a, game. Than there, just, there's no such thing as a 10 out of 10 deep dish. Deep dish sucks. Whoa, 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 whoa. No credibility when it comes to rating pizza just because of that. Kev, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Deep dish is the best if you go to, you know, the right places. Like, it can be kind of crappy, but like, Lubal Nadis does it right. And there's some wow. good places downtown in the city that, that do deep dish right. You wow. can definitely mess it up, though. It's it's easy to mess up. It's easy to get too much sauce, not enough cheese. Like, you know, it's hard to get that ratio just right. You know, but Lou Malnati's, they do it right. All right. So that's that's his take on deep dish. Shout I'm, out to Rick Malnati if he's listening right now. I haven't had I haven't had a true deep dish, you know, Midwest Chicago style pizza slice. So I'm still open to You're that. You're not missing out on anything. But, Wow, you've never because had it either. So you I've can't been say to that. Chicago. I've had deep you've dish. Never it's had, not you've good. never had Lou Malnati's. I'll, deep I'll, dish, I'll try it, but like, wow, yeah, I'll, I'll go in with no bias. All right, it's getting heated in the studio, but we are we're back after a little pizza review time. Um, you got to get it fresh too. It's not the same when it's heated up. I was it's uh, still good, but like it's when it's fresh right out of the oven, it's like unbeatable. Shout out to Zafiros who they came they came to play because I don't know about you guys, but that pizza was very fresh, yeah. and I like uh, I like the I like the taste of it. Again, oh, showing you know by dessert my dessert Lubomnati's has it's awesome. It kind of just caps it <laughs> off, perfect. I'm going on Lubomnati's rant. <laughs> it's great. Their food is awesome, man. They got awesome wings, awesome salad. They got awesome everything. But their dessert, one thing I'd always have as a kid when I'd go in there 
is that have the hot cookie, you know? Oh, oh yeah. And it's so good. And then they better, top it off with ice cream. Better or worse than Kobe cream, hot, hot sauce. Oh, like t- way better. Way better. Yeah. Wow. It beats Kobe and hot cookies, like without a doubt. Oh, boy. Blows them out. Whoa. And then you put on a good, you know, you know, good scoop of ice cream, some whipped cream, maybe some hot sauce if you want it, some chocolate sauce. Like, like what beats that? Nothing. After an amazing slice of pizza, like, it's just unbeatable. A little chocolate sauce on the hot cookie? Yeah, on top of the ice cream and the whipped cream that's already on there. Maybe a cherry on top if you really want to go all out. Like, I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, if you're really trying to ball that hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's kind of a flex, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got, I got a question for the show real quick. Yeah. So this is something that we kind of started talking about off the air, and that's how most of our, actually, I would say most of our topics come up is we argue about them in the dorm or at while well, we're eating, and then we're like, oh, we got to actually talk about this on the show. Um, exactly. So Aiden here got actually really mad at me for uh, saying this the other day. It was actually yesterday when we were watching the Masters. Yeah. So I said, what, what's your favorite, like, non-core four sport, like, to watch, like, or, like, sports event to watch? So, like, other than basketball, football, baseball, and hockey, what's your favorite sports event to watch? I said golf, hands down. Wait, I, which, tournament, which tournament of golf is your favorite? Oh, the Masters. The Masters, easy. exactly. And that's when I said Wimbledon. The Wimbledon tennis tournament is, they, like, it's different. You Like, who has ever played on grass tennis courts? No one. Like, nobody just, like, plays on grass. Tiger for birdie. But you always play on grass and golf. So, like, there's nothing, like, that special about the Masters except for, like, it's at the club. It's got that. But like Wimbledon, watching Roger Federer, there's a like, lot of history behind that place, or that course. Augusta, yeah. Tiger, yeah. For, Tiger for birdie. Be, there's history behind Wimbledon too. Yeah, no, Tiger no for birdie to go to nine oh, under. Keep going. Keep going, keep going. Turn ah, around. keep going. Oh, okay, so he's short, yeah, so he's gonna tap power. it for his par. He's gonna stay eight under. Yeah, and that's a little Tiger update. Two strokes behind the lead. Ooh. Two strokes behind the lead. Who's the leader right now, Kevin? It's uh, Tony Finau still. Tony Finau. Okay, so Tiger Woods, he is through 12 holes. He's at eight under. Um, and I really like his lavender outfit. Okay, back to Brian. So I said Wimbledon. I just think it, like, tennis. Tennis is actually really interesting because, like, there's different surfaces for each of the oh, tournaments. There's hard shot. top, there's clay, there's, um, and then there's, like, grass. So each tournament is different. Each tournament, like, on clay, it's going to be Rafael Nadal, like, Almost every time. Then when he gets upset, it's the biggest deal in the world. But at Wimbledon, it's always Roger Federer. When he gets upset, it's like the biggest deal ever. Uh, so, Kev, what's your favorite like non-major sporting event? I think it's got to be golf. I was between that and boxing. When there's like a big boxing when there's match, big fight, when there's a yeah. big fight. I always like really get into that. Are you like any type of fighting or like just boxing, more UFC? So, more so just boxing. More so just boxing. Yeah, yeah. Like when Floyd's in the ring, like it's must watch. Yeah, you, you gotta watch Floyd. Okay, so Tony Fino, we correct oh. quick mistake. He's at eleven oh. under. Oh, he just tapped in for his par. He is eight under on the day, Tony Fino. So he is the sole leader at eleven under par. He just tapped in. For a, a pretty clutch par to stay at like eleven eight under. Under on the day, I think. He yeah, eight under on the day. Yeah, because he wasn't even like he that. wasn't even like top ten going into he the day. That's crazy. not at all. And I looked at the leaderboard today coming into the show, and I was like, is it, or am I am I in the right tournament? Like Tony Fino, he I didn't see his name come up uh, up until then, but he has made quite the run. Anyway, so Brian's pick is tennis. Kev's pick is golf. My pick is golf, and and it's the Masters. You know. I'll take I'll take the Masters over Wimbledon again. I'm probably just yeah. This is just the way I'm 
brought up, but you know, would we, <laughs> it's just, it just came to me as you're, as you're talking about Wimbledon, would we be watching Wimbledon right now in the studio if, if it was Nadal versus Djokovic or Nadal versus Federer versus will we be watching the Masters if Tiger's in it? Yes. Yeah. You, you bet, better bet you you're bet we'd behind. Be watching. If, if it was Nadal, if it was like Nadal Federer on like at Wimbledon right now, even though Wimbledon's in the summer, Ooh. we'd be watching that. I'd turn it on. Like I wasn't like the, the biggest, <laughs> like I'm not against them watching golf in the studio, but it wasn't my idea. Just like they wouldn't be against me watching tennis in the studio, but it's not their idea. I wouldn't so. be against it, but it's True. like you're Fair paying enough. you're paying more attention to Tiger and golf than I would be paying. It. My my back would be turned to the TV. I'd be <laughs> doing the show. I would not be that much focused on That's Nadal true. and Federer Good or whatever. Point. Because so I think your attention level to Tiger or or this entire Masters tournament in general just shows how much you can be into golf versus how much I can be into tennis. It's just, hey, we're going to, we're going to disagree on that because we're different people, but, uh, 414-288-7091. You can call us up on that. And a similar discussion that we talked about again, as, as we talked about in the dorm, uh, earlier this week is, uh, ratings in major sports. So we just, we had a little minor sport conversation, golf versus tennis, but, Let's get back to the core four, as Brian said, baseball, basketball, uh, hockey, and football. And we talked about the ratings and specifically baseball, how the ratings have dropped. The interest has clearly took a dive, uh, especially among, it seems, the youth and the younger generation and the demographics. Um, And and Kev, Kev, he has a a, uh, plethora of solutions to try to fix this problem. Let's, and let's hear, let's hear how one. do we how do we get baseball back on track and the ratings back up? Let the players take steroids. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, That's bada it? boom. That's it. Let the players <laughs> take roids. So much more electric when Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, uh, Barry Bonds, all those just when every time they guys. hit it, it's yeah, just an absolute like, crack. It was awesome, yeah. man. The home run <laughs> race in '98 completely saved baseball. I'm not saying they should take like HGH and those like heavy like roids, but it, like it could be monitored. I don't know. I I don't think that they should change. Like that's like a pretty you know debated like that's not a very uh, agreeable solution. I, I get that because it's like letting the players take drugs, you know. But like I'm not really for like changing the the game in any way just to speed up the pace. You know, like, I'm for, like, letting the, the pitchers, you know, having a, a time clock on that, you know. What, what about having some, a uh, little bit of tar in their, uh, in their gloves? Well, it's not a pitching problem, it's a hitting problem. So you'd want to help out the hitters right now. Because um, you just want to see more action in the game. That's kind of, like, the common um, perspective right how, how now. About, how but, about one less fielder? Just take, take someone out. I don't know. See, that's the thing. You can't change, like, a big part of the game. Like, letting a runner start on second base. Or like no, I, I, like that. One out. I know, but Take like, you can't change. Out. Like, I, I wouldn't change like the game yeah. enough where like a hundred years is just like kind of erased because mm-hmm. of like you're just changing something that significant. Because then everything, you know, like there's baseball historians that just will never like let that happen. Like, mm-hmm. you can't change the game that much. You know, what, you know, what other major sport needs a little bit of fixing. What basketball? Basketball? How so? Basketball is like the best run league right now. It is, but I would, here, I would, I would agree. Here's what would make it better. One very small thing, three point line. Take it out of the game. I don't want it. I don't Take like it. Take it out. I don't like it. I, it's disgusting. 
I don't like these players pulling up from half court because it gets them more points. <laughs> let's, oh! let's bring it back to the old. Oh, oh Matt Kuchar. Wait a minute. What's a pin seeking? Pin seeking, Matt Kuchar. Was that off the drive? And he threw the fist up, and he didn't get it. <laughs> I'm I'm such a big Matt Kuchar fan. I think he's 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 a people's he's a people's golfer. Um, not like not like Keegan Bradley. Shout out to Barstool Sports. But anyway, uh, Keegan Matt Kuchar just almost nailed one from what 100, 150 yards out. Yeah. Um, it's heating up at the Masters, as you can see. Oh. Um, yeah, we got we got Xander Shoffley in the mix, Francesco Molinari, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, uh, Phil Mickelson, who we see on the stream right now. He's not making this putt. It's He's not, not making this putt. According to me. This is about a five-footer for par, <laughs> six under, so he's about five back of the lead on 14. Let's tune in Phil Mickelson. It's not happening. Oh, and he drains oh, it. Drains so, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, watch out. Arizona State, uh, he is six under. He's through 14. And another another people's golfer, Phil Mickelson. I think you can make the argument that Phil, Phil Mickelson and Matt Kuchar are two of the biggest likable guys on the PGA Tour. And obviously, Tiger, you don't, not a lot of people would put Tiger in that mix just because of how he was back in the day. In uh, the early 2000s, and his his uh, his quote unquote first prime, but uh, we got Tony Finau coming up. He's got his approach shot, and he is about okay 20 yard 20 uh, 20 feet out for his birdie. Um, but anyway, let's get back to our little our little uh, conversation. Really, I that, think lacrosse is a big problem. Lacrosse is a big problem for baseball. baseball. This is another thing dropping. that Kev talked about. It, yeah, it's a big part of it. A lot of kids are like lacrosse. Opting to lacrosse play is a problem lacrosse. for hockey too. Yeah, like kids are opting to play that instead of baseball and um, hockey. So, yeah, I'm not really sure why that is. To be honest, I mean, I'm obviously biased to like baseball, but I, that's like that's where a lot of like the the kids are going. Not even fans, because there's no major league lacrosse that people really watch. Yeah, that hasn't, know, but it like, hasn't gained ground yet. I yeah, mean, right. it, could. it could. The MLL is technically a league. And I know the Boston Cannons the, exist. The AAF was technically considered a yeah. league. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of leagues yeah. out there. Whether or not we're going to watch them is the, is the big. People well, watch the AAF more than they watch Major League Lacrosse, I bet. Yeah. Oh, because the AAF had a national TV deal. And they were supposed to um, yeah, lead sure. in. Their, their Saturday matinee game would have led into the Final Four last weekend before the season got canceled. Yeah. So The, the Apollos were going to win it all. Uh, it's fine it's not like i called it or anything but all right we'll, we'll see but anyway uh my take on the whole baseball thing i think it's i think it's uh it has to do with the speed of the game and and football games you'll you'll sit and watch every snap for uh you know three hours but it's because they got they got a i think the halftime break has something to do with it and i just think the overall makeup of the game it's a lot of hitting it's a lot of uh you know throwing catch that can be a be an advantage to football, and there's there's more there's more TV timeouts, there's commercials, there's times where you can breathe a little bit um, amidst well, the big the, the big like football is not like a I mean yes it's fast paced but like there is time in between snaps but like I would say one of the things that makes football interesting like at least for me and compared to baseball is like at the end of a half the two minute drill that like it's snap after snap after right. snap baseball you never really get that you never really get that. 
that sped up game. You know what I mean? Well, for, right. For me, like, I never really w- enjoyed watching baseball that much until I started, like, really getting into pitching. And yeah. once I, like, learned kind of the ins and outs of pitching, like, the game became so much more fascinating to me. Like, every pitch, there's, like, if you're into the game, especially a, during the playoffs, every, pitch, like is every a pitch is a battle between the pitcher and the batter. And if you, like, understand what's going on, like, I can, like, I think it's such an, a fascinating, like, interesting game to watch. But if you don't really care too much for baseball or, like, have never really, like, given it too much of a chance or, I guess, don't understand the game too much, I can totally understand why, like, you know, you would think it's boring and just slow paced. Another thing though is the ballpark. The atmosphere is awesome. Like, doesn't matter if you know what's going on or not. Like, the atmosphere of a baseball game is the, awesome. the atmosphere at a baseball game. I'll give you that to you. That's one of the things I do appreciate about <laughs> yeah. baseball. Yeah, and that's the di- but that's the difference. Um, not to not to go negative, but uh, we're talking about sort of overall ratings, people watching on TV. Because obviously, going going to a baseball game. Going to, going to any sporting event is fun. If it is, if fun. someone bought me lacrosse tickets and I didn't have anything going on that night, I'd probably go watch a lacrosse <laughs> game. But anyway, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, and and so going to a game—that's a whole other whole other discussion. But you know, baseball on TV, I think it could use one of the biggest things is is pace of play, and and with with the time between pitches and you know the the lack of pop in in certain at bats and i think i think there is some there is some weight to the fact that uh baseball has stars that whether it's the league whether it's i don't know it they could be marketed more mike trout bryce harper mookie betts um you know uh i would i almost said jd yeah, martinez like, no that'd be biased because i'm a red sox yeah. fan but um, john carlos stanton uh aaron judge they have they have players and I think they could be marketed a little bit better. But I think the biggest thing it comes down to the pace of play is some some games will drag out for four plus hours, and there's no there's no clock on so baseball. Know, yeah, you don't know how long it's going to go. That can be the, that can be the beauty of it, but it can also be the downfall of it sometimes. That's why you leave or turn it off if the score is like ten to one. If it's ten to one, but what if it's <laughs> what if it's five five and it's goes. Well, then that's like there's a lot of action that just happened in the game. Then what are you complaining about? I guess but you wanted to see all that action. And you just got it. I also want to see it end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got a little Tiger update. He's on 13. Uh, it's par five. And he hit a so-so tee shot. And he had to lay up on his second shot. So he's going for the green on his third. Um, again, i just like to appreciate his outfit today. If you, if you see some pictures of it or whatever. All three days, he's got the Nike... Really tight, I assume dry fit turtleneck. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a normal golf shirt. It's a it's, turtleneck. It's not a. It's but got it's no a, collar. It's, it's a half turtleneck. It's. it's I'm a it's, huge fan. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, and it's just I I read some article on ESPN that uh, it takes him back to his old days of the early 2000s. Sit, oh, oh. Oh, okay. So that's he sat pretty well. That yeah. sat pretty well. He put it, some backspin on it, and he's got about hole really fast. The backspin kicked in. He's awesome. He's got about s- yeah. He's got about seven feet for birdie. Again, this is thirteen par five. He is three back right now, and he's walking up in that beautiful turtleneck. And I just that if he wears that if he wears that in red tomorrow, I'd be a, I'd be a happy oh. man. It, what are the chances if Tiger wears red tomorrow that he wins the tournament? Dude, he wears red every Sunday. every Sunday. He wears red. Yeah. But That's what are the, the chances? Thing. What are the chances he wins the tournament then? What are the chances he wins the tournament? At least right at least fifty percent. 
At least at 50%. Least 50%. Well, but you got to get... Tigers in the conversation you gotta, Sunday, like, yeah. you can't you, you Regardless, get, I'm talking about what, what, regardless of what score he is, because right now he's only three back and how worse could he get. three back going to Sunday, like, there's a good chance. If there's... Oh, yeah, and, and the thing about Tiger is if you give him a sniff of the lead, if you give him, like he... And I know this is a this is an exception. Last year's open, but if you give him a tie, the lead, and he gets up and he gets atop that leaderboard, he will not look back. And that's just who Tiger Woods is. He's not gonna. I don't see him, especially now in the Masters. The Masters, he's not gonna choke away the lead. He needs a major, like he's been sniffing that major for so long now. He's been. And he said, and right there, the difference between last year's open, where he had a chance at the lead and then didn't win, and now is that uh, in between that, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he won a tournament. He won the tour championship. And after that tournament, he says his uh, his feelings on it were he discovered, he rediscovered how to win a golf tournament. And I think that has, that carries major weight because he's Tiger Woods into the Masters. If it was anyone else, I'd, I'd probably uh, not give it as much that statement has much of importance, but you know what? It's Tiger Woods. It's Eldrick Taunt Woods. He is the man with the lavender uh, turtleneck, and he is about to putt for birdie. So we're gonna we're gonna keep on with this Tiger coverage because if you like it or not, it's the biggest story in sports right now, right? Am I wrong? It's up there without question. It, it, yeah, yeah. yeah the NBA playoffs. I'm not paying attention right now. I'm paying attention I to Tiger. I got it up. Don't worry. But. Oh, I'm I'm not saying I I'm not saying I don't care. I just the Nets are up 104. Just a little NBA update: 104 to 92 with five minutes left in the fourth. Who are they playing? The Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> so oh, it's a okay. It's what are the seeds there? Three versus six seed. And Philly is the three seed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, we could if if our other roommate and co-host Jackson Kowalski was on today, he could have he might have given us a little more insight on the Bucks. Uh, he's going. He is going to game one and tomorrow versus the Pistons. Oh yeah, that that we would still be talking about LeBron and the Lakers right now. <laughs> as as big of a LeBron fan he is, he I I wish he was here to sort of give his side of the story on that. But anyway, we're gonna watch Tiger may or may not make a birdie here on thirteen. As I said, he's got about seven feet to go. All right, four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Call us up, Tiger. He's lining up. The swing of the club. It's in. He's in! Okay, let's go. Okay. Tiger Woods just makes birdie. Did I just deafen you? I'm sorry. Did you? I don't know. I just yelled into the mic. Did it hurt your ears? Okay. Nine under. Nine under. That's Eldrick Taunt Woods. That's Tiger Woods we're talking about. All right, so we'll talk about Tiger next time he's on the screen. But I got a question for each of you. Yes. Who's coming out of the East in the NBA playoffs? Oof. Um... I wish I saw the bracket. I got you. Um, number one seed, the Bucks. Number two seed, the Raptors. Philly, Celtics, Indiana. Okay, you got it. I think there's there's five teams that, can come, that or we'll say four. The top four seeds, I think, could all come out of it realistically. I think it's, it's I think it's Milwaukee or Boston. Yeah, I, that that series. If if they I both win the first that, round, yeah. ho- hopefully they both win the first round, so we have a phenomenal second round. But uh, I saw a stat. It was like. <clears throat> Like over eighty percent of the teams that win the first game of a series go on to win the entire series. So, well, we got to see how each of these first these first games go, and uh, 
figure it out. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm so biased, but I've I've got, as I said as I said uh, last week, if they I'm not I'm not afraid uh, in in the the Milwaukee County transit system. We we had a little we had a little discussion about this uh, in season one in semester one of Games and Grub. They put a little uh, they gave a little shout out to Christian Yelich for winning the MVP line twenty two because that's his jersey number. And you know what they got now? You know what they got on their uh, their little script on the top of every route? They got they got fear the deer, go bucks, go bucks. And you know what? I'm not afraid of the deer. I'm not afraid of the deer as a Celtics fan. Fear the deer? That is crap to me. I don't I don't fear the deer. I'm not. I have no fears about the Milwaukee Bucks. Zero right now. Zero. Even you realize Marcus Smart. If you guys play them, he won't be active. I I know oh, yeah. and I know he, he might be your most important playoff player. I disagree. How long I disagree. is he out for? I don't I don't I don't buy in as a as much as a you know as much of a Celtics fan as I am. I'm I try to be realistic. I'm Marcus Smart. I try to be realistic. I'm Marcus Smart. He's a great player, but he he's not going to make or break a series. What's that? How long is he out for? They say he could come back if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So he'd be out for probably the first two rounds. Ooh, little, little update on this uh, this Net Sixers game. Uh, ben Simmons. So the, the big three in uh, Philadelphia. You got Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, 34 points. Joel Embiid, 21 points, 15 rebounds. Ben Simmons, he's carrying his end of the bargain. Seven points. Seven rebounds. Three assists. Come on. You're supposed to be the next Magic Johnson, the next LeBron James. You can't shoot. And this is what you've given us in the playoffs. This is this is his time that he needs to shine. I get they have a lot of talent on their team, but they're down by 11 right now. And if he could shoot, if he improved it all from last season to this season, which he didn't, he'd be able to shoot. He would be able to keep his team in this game, but he can't. He's making Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid carry him there. Oh, what a shot by Matt Kuchar. So, what, what do you guys think about that? Ben about, Simmons. About Ben Simmons? Colin Coward gave him his least improved player this year. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you say to that? Uh, where do I stand? Okay, Tigers teeing off on 14. Oh, it's a beauty. Right down the middle. He likes it. What do I think about Ben Simmons? I... I appreciate is, is I, he the least improved player this year is he a, the least improved player i i this this pains me but you know i probably wouldn't be educated enough to give you an answer um i i'm not gonna go on on a whim and say he is or he isn't when uh you know i haven't been the biggest attention to sixers basketball yeah i'm with you there i'd say he hasn't improved enough but i wouldn't know enough i appreciate his versatility oh sorry i have a quick uh announcement yeah um I'd like to give a shout out to uh, uh, Zach Passios, yes, Willie Nelson, yep, and Joe Sif Rosales. Oh, they just get into their frat. Initiated into the Kappa Sigma fraternity. Wow, let's go! Just, just thought it, it's not sports or food, but wow, you know they're friends. They, no, they get a shout out on the show. The 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 motto of Games Grub is sports, food, and anything in between. So. Right in between that is fraternity life at Marquez. So we'll take it. Uh, 414-288-7091. We should get them on the line. So you get their post-game reaction. 
Because are they I bet, out? I bet. Yeah, I bet Zach is actually watching uh, yeah, Masters right now. Let's, call uh, we'll call, call him. him. Um, but anyway, we're gonna and and he's 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 as big of a Tiger fan as I've met. Anyway, um, let's get back to let's get back to the NBA because I I appreciate Ben Simmons' question. I appreciate his versatility as a player. I I get that. I get all that. But what I've heard from the experts is that his his shooting ability is not is not there, and uh, if if the Celtics were to meet Philly, I would not be uh, concerned. The only team that concerns me in the East right now is the Toronto Raptors. That's You're not scared it. about the Bucks? Nope. Fear the deer. That's crap. I do not because here's why. Uh, and we Jackson and I had this conversation earlier, but uh, last week. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Whoa. he's got. Congrats on the frat. Oh, Brian is on the phone with Zach right now. Uh, Should we call? Get him to call in. Get him to call in. Yeah, so turn on the. Uh, you're not like on the show right now. Turn on the Masters and then watch it with us and like tell us what you think. All right. Bye. All right. So tell him to text them to call. 414-288-7091. We're going to get uh, last week's co-host, Zach Passios, on the line. Uh, one of the newest members of the Kappa Sigma fraternity. Again, that's big news for us at uh, the first floor of Humphrey. What's the last four digits? 7091. All right. Uh, why, am I, why do I not fear the deer, Kevin? Because the Bucks have little to no playoff experience winning winning games and they have Giannis with Giannis here's the thing uh I'm not saying he's gonna choke I'm not saying he's gonna blow it all I'm saying is he has one playoff series and there's no there's a point in time Kobe had never or MJ had never won a playoff series true that was a point in time is this the is this the year though it could be I think that it could be see I I think that Boston has shown that they're more vulnerable than people were expecting I think Milwaukee is showing people that they were stronger than people were expecting. So now we have this question, how bad and how good or how good, how bad? Like, you know what I mean? We, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions in the East. Because if you ask me, none of these Eastern Conference teams are proven. Uh, yeah, I mean, none, I mean, none of these none teams, of them. None of these teams made to the finals. None Boston of them. was the one seed, then they would have been proven. Yeah, I I would say that, but they had a sh- very but they season. yeah. Okay, here's Tiger. We're coming up on his approach shot. Coming up. He's gonna try Ooh, to slice his yeah, I, I think he's just trying to carry it on the green. I like the play. You get it just beyond the shadow. Ooh. Is this a par five? This is a par four. Yeah. So we're gonna watch. We're gonna give you Tiger's. Plot. We're gonna give you that replay of what just happened in. Tiger Woods' golf shot. Right in front of his nose. Wait, you can put what's on the TV under here. Uh, I got my phone, Masters, Masters app. Tiger in a more conventional position. Perfect drive. Who was that? Bill with Tony and Tiger at the top. I know what cereals I'm having tomorrow morning to uh, (laughs) see if we're going to be going at 9 o'clock. 167. And this is an accessible hole location, but clearly Tiger doesn't like it. And that's why. Okay. To the right, down the slope a bit. And he knew when he saw the hole location, this was a birdie opportunity. All right. So he just gave, he just, that's, uh, that's,
that's Tiger Woods. He just hooked it to the right a little bit on that approach shot. But he's on the green. There's still an opportunity for birdie. And you just asked who that guy was uh, that just shot on the live live TV stream. That was Matt Kuchar. And my dad. Matt Kuchar just missed a five five foot putt. He just missed a five footer. Never had that outside enough. Tried to save it with he some speed. But third Jeez. Is he done Here's Kuchar tapping it for par. It wasn't to be, so it'll be a birdie for Excuse Matt. Excuse me, birdie. Three in a row, 13, 14, 15, gets to minus seven. Okay, so minus seven is Matt Kuchar right now. He just tapped him for his birdie. Um, but I just got a, I got a, I got a thought from my dad who is, um, he's got a take on Matt Kuchar, who we talked about earlier. He is down on him because he shortchanged the substitute caddy. Did we, did we catch that story, boys? We did not catch that story. I didn't know that that was Kuchar, though, that did that. Matt Kuchar. Phil Mickelson called somebody out about that. That, that was him. So Matt Kuchar, he's had a he's had a tough uh, few months in the court of, a public, court of public opinion. Uh, this is from Yahoo Sports. He, uh, he took some heat for paying a replacement caddy a small fraction of his tournament winnings back in November. Um, and this is what... Uh, this is what Phil Mickelson he had to say about it. This is this is what Kevin's referencing. He uh, a day the day before um, getting getting into Augusta, he had he had some words to say for Matt Kuchar. There's nothing better than being in contention on the weekend of the Masters, driving up. Magnolia Lane. I've got a great pairing today with Matt Kuchar. Obviously, we're not going to have any side action today because I'd probably see like 0.06% if I did win. But we're going to have a great day. I love his caddy, Woody. And wearing all black, being aggressive, hitting bombs. Got to 125.1 clubhead speed last night. I haven't done that, I think, in my life. Why is that important? Well, because... When Dave Pels ran an analysis of improving every statistical category by 10%, every category led to lower scores except longer drives. There was only one course in the world where longer drives equated to lower scores. That's right, Augusta National. So the reason is the shells are so small where the pins are that you've got to hit bombs off the tee to be able to get to those small sections. And that's what I'm going to do today. Hit Bombs. All right, that's Phil Mickelson. Uh, did you catch that little Matt Kuchar jab in there, Kevin? I caught that, yeah. yeah. All right, we got a little uh, 0.06%. That's about the caddy tip that he gave to his caddy when he won that tournament. Anyway, <laughs> let's get Zach Passios on the phone. <laughs> Zachary. Hello? Zachary. How are we doing today? Doing Zachary, good. congrats on the big initiation announcement, Kappa Sigma. How do you feel? Uh, you know, it's a great day. Uh, I hear that. Uh, I was there for that, and then uh, got right to my computer and saw Tiger was doing well. So I love, I love today. He's doing well, without as well day. as Tony Finau. So, yeah, that is true. I think Tony Finau is just an all-time better golfer than Tiger's Tiger. Putting right Tiger's putting yeah. right now. Tiger's putting right now. All right, Woods for birdie. Yep, hit it, hit it. Cut. Stay up. Oh. All right, <sighs> went under it a little yeah. bit. Didn't have enough. Didn't have enough juice on top of the hole, but no, he's but got... I, he's looking confident. I mean, if, if you told me going into day three, 
he'd be up there, number number two or number three in the leaderboard. I'd be surprised. But he's sticking with the best of them. He's uh, two shots from the lead right now, and you know I can't I can't see him losing this. That was close. Yeah. Anyway, so do you think you think Tiger has a legit chance? Tiger absolutely has a legit 100%. chance. He's, he's, His name he cannot... is in the conversation on Sunday. He has a chance. Exactly. Yeah. That's absolutely. where I'm at. And I'm, I'm nervous for this round on all 17. But aside from that, I mean, 13, 14, 15 are all oh. pretty oh. oh, did you see that? Oh, so that close. That thing did not even move. Francesco Molinari just had a he's... big layup. Not layup, excuse me. Mixing, mixing between that, sports. That was a layup. Let's go to that live. Get the club right here. Just 141 yards to the front. Flag on five. Wow. What about that? That was a smooth nine iron. That's Francesco Molinari hitting it to about a few inches on the par three. Was that? 14th? Um, anyway, we got the leaderboard. Tony Finau at 11. Sandra Shoffley at 10. Tiger Woods at 9. So that's where we're headed at Saturday at the Masters. Uh, Zachary. Any more thoughts? Oh, let's get your thoughts because we were just talking about the NBA. Uh, how how far do you how far do you see the uh, the hometown Boston Celtics going? I mean, they're, they're, no matter what anyone wants to say to me, they're going to play the Bucks in the court of like quarterfinals. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They'll meet the Bucks. They'll probably win. I'm not going to put any definites in there. I'm going to tell Jackson <laughs> to quiet down over there when I say. <laughs> Probably. Every time Giannis makes a layup, you just hear him yelling. <laughs> oh, that's actually really fun to watch. You guys just go at it. Uh, hey, hey, just wait, because if that happens, watch out. But anyway, we got got to be Indiana first. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Go Celts. Go Celts. Go Celts, go Tiger. All right. All right, see you, Zach. Not enough. All right. So that's Zach Passios. And speaking of the NBA, we just have some uh, big news. Actually, uh, it was released about half an hour ago. Luke Walton uh, is rumored to be the next head coach. The it's just no formal announcements come out yet. Next head coach of the any any guesses? Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings. Bang. Okay, because I saw that headline today. I said he had somebody. I saw, I saw that it was rumored, and then I just saw that uh, that he is the new head coach. But the formal announcement hasn't come out yet. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I I remember when the Sacramento Kings traded away Boogie Cousins uh, about a year and a half ago now. I was like, what is their GM doing? Like, what is this guy thinking? He trades away their best player for it, which I think they could have gotten more for him, but it is what it is. And he got another good draft pick. They have De'Aaron Fox. They have uh, Marvin Bagley III. And Luke Walton is a good coach. What, No matter what like all these LeBron fans want to say, like Luke Walton's a good coach. So... I think it'll be good for the the Kings. I think we're seeing an eight seed next year in the playoffs. I think that they have a good young core. They have some players that can score. They have some players that can defend. They play with energy. So, I think that we can see a uh, an eight seed. And I think a lot this year. This year they came close. They were the nine seed. So they shocked a lot of teams. They shocked a lot of people. And they're gonna be tough to play next year. What are your thoughts on that, Aiden? Even if they do get an eight seed, I don't think it'll be. And the biggest part because of Luke Walton, again, I, I, you say Luke Walton's a good coach. I, I disagree just because 
uh, he took basically the same team. Wasn't he? When when was he hired in LA? Two years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago? I want to say three years. So he had basically the same the same amount of he had the same amount of year. He had two years with that young core of uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma developing, and then you get LeBron James the next year, and you basically have the same exact record. I mean I've, that that. I know it's I know injuries played a factor, but if 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 you have that same team and don't have its, it's a significant improvement more than just two games, and I think that a lot of that falls on the coach. And I know I know Magic Johnson he probably, he could have done more in bringing a superstar in, but I think Luke Walton. Or LeBron could have played in his system and not just done whatever the <laughs> so, so they, he wanted. But so uh, two years ago they won. The Lakers won, let's see here, 25 games. Or three years ago, they won 25 games. Two years ago, they won 34. And this year, they won 37. So, yes, they should not have been as... They probably should have been better with LeBron. I mean, he was injured for a little bit of the year. Lonzo Ball was in and out. And then, what was the front office doing? I mean, everyone at the beginning of the season was saying, oh, like maybe they know something we don't, and having JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo on the same uh, team. Kuzma, who wasn't bad, like, he was good. Kuzma's good. Yeah, he's a second year player, though. He's not. Like, they had enough people. But Lonzo Lonzo was injured. Lonzo was injured a lot of the year. True. I I think that Luke Walton, he got hired because he was an assistant with Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. And when Steve Kerr was out, they had that nice run with Walton. And and I get that. But. The team that Magic and Rob Plinka gave to Luke Walton was not even trying to resemble the Warriors. Because remember, Magic's whole strategy at the beginning of the season is we don't want to beat we can't beat the Warriors in their own game. No one can. So we're gonna try a different style of basketball and see if we can beat them. And that didn't work. They didn't surround LeBron with three point shooters this year like he has been in years past. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have any three point shooters. So you're saying that they didn't play LeBron's game and that LeBron style of Ma- play Magic play. tried to do something else and it didn't work because LeBron doesn't let that work. I think it I think it has more to do with uh again the re- it, I it just comes back to my point on how coaching the NBA is a little overrated just because you get guys like Luke Walton who who had a nice run when Steve Kerr was out in Golden State and Steve Kerr I always I always come back to if you know, if Brian Gallagher was coaching the Golden State Warriors, there wouldn't that wouldn't there would not be that much of a drop off. And I think uh, Luke Walton coming off from that Golden State job, he gets the L.A. Lakers job, maybe maybe the most lucrative, sought after job in the NBA, just because of the uh, you know prestige. Tyron of, Lou might get it. Prestige of the franchise. Lou. Prestige of the franchise. And the coach of the Lakers. You get. He used to play for the Lakers. Luke I mean, Walton, you get... I mean, yeah, nothing. And he got Walton. stepped over by Allen Iverson. He got stomped over by Allen Iverson. Teron Lou and and uh, Luke Walton and Steve Kerr love you to death, but I think a lot of these coaches in the NBA, you could pay a lot Ooh, less money. Watch this replay, guys. You could pay a lot less money. All right, we got to go, and, and they could do the same exact job. So anyway, coaching the NBA, I'm not oh. so high on it. Let's go replay Dustin Johnson. As as you just heard, Kevin's ooh in the crowd. Uh, you can tell it. something big just happened. History says you have a chance. Back to 13. Dustin was going to brush that one in. Oh, 
little less dramatic than yesterday's four, but nonetheless, closes what? within That was three. the applause he got? He made like a shot. And this was what I was referring to yesterday. Second shot uh, found the tributary. Doesn't yeah. look the same, but the score's <laughs> the same. Yeah, so that was actually that was a little false alarm. That was a replay of yesterday, Kevin. Gotcha. So that's why that's why the, it was, the it was crowd still a nice noise shot, went though. I like the shot. I like. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not the biggest Dustin Johnson guy. Again, love him to death. I'm not gonna hate him, but like, you know, he's 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 not. He's not my favorite. I'll take. Would you hate Adolf Hitler? I'm just curious. Okay, oh, come yo, on. come hey, on. Hey, this is this yeah. is the different. It's a different conversation. That's not in between but. sports and food. <laughs> I was just wondering because Aiden can't hate anybody, so I was just wondering, like. Because then. That was why. I asked. Then if they come you back, don't need to answer it. You don't because need to answer it. I mean, look at look at uh look at guys look at guys that hate LeBron, and then he and he came back with Cleveland. He he sticks it in your back with. And then uh, he leaves them again. Them beating, <laughs> but then they beat. I was talking about they beat the Warriors, and that people that hate LeBron. It's just not. It won't. It won't work. Anyway, uh, we got about seven minutes left. This show has gone by very fast. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Tweet at us at GrubMUR. This will either be the best show we've ever done or the worst show we've ever done, just because we've done a lot play by play with golf and. We got we got people like we, we've yelling, been hopping in and out of golf. But we hopped in and out of the studio to yeah. eat pizza. Yeah. But you know what? We take. I, I've enjoyed the show. I think this has been uh, it's, it's been, been an enjoyable, one, yeah. relaxed, relaxing yeah. one to do. Yeah. So it's oh, relaxing is a nice way to put it because it's just we barely we've we uh we haven't gone off the uh, itinerary that much. It's been uh, it's, free flowing conversation. It's oh. final. The uh, Brooklyn Nets beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid was caught on his phone during that game. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was, tweet- he was tweeting something. Okay. So that's breaking news. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are up in their series 1-0 to against the Philadelphia 76ers. I wonder if someone else is uh, For Marquette fans, because we just threw out, uh, they beat Providence, just in case you forgot. And... Uh, Games Grub gets free pizza from that. Thank you, Uncle Chris. Anyway, uh, we've got the next point about Marquette basketball. Big news yesterday that just dropped. Marcus Howard pens a little letter to the Marquette community. Says, Dear Marquette, I'm back. Sincerely, Marcus Howard, number zero. So he's returning for his senior season. Guys, what do we think? Well. We we touched on this actually when you were grabbing the pizza a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> but let's hear what you think. <laughs> okay, I just did that whole lead in. Okay. What do I think? Yeah. I'm as happy as a clam. Just because I think all the stuff he says about being a guy that's bigger than basketball, like Dwayne Wade. He's trying to do more at Marquette than just be a basketball player. I hope my legacy at Marquette is is more than being a basketball player. Bigger than basketball, bigger than basketball, bigger than basketball. He can do that with one more year, and he's gained so much popularity and so much more of a platform this year. If you forgot, he had interviews with ESPN and the New York Times. Yeah, New York Times about uh, speaking out against mental health. He got more of a platform, not just because he's a great scorer, but because he's open to talking about his feelings with sports psychologists and things of the like. And but he can he can improve both of those platforms. Number one, being a basketball player. Number two being a guy that can be an advocate for mental health. He's on the NCAA oversight committee. He can be 
so much more of a well-rounded individual if he comes to Marquette for another year. And I'm so glad he did because in the NBA, he would be a little overshadowed by the bigger names. But in college, he's going to he's gonna come back. And as he says, he's, he's announced that he's coming back. And I'm, I think it'll work. And as a Marquette fan, I'm happy for him. So uh, call us up, 414-288-7091. We got four minutes left, and guys, I'd like to throw it out to you. Any suggestions for our closing song? Closing song. Oof. Well, we can't say it out loud on the air because then that would ruin the surprise. Yeah. That's true. So we can we can drop hints. Anything Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I got one. I got one. Everyone, mics off real quick. Okay. Where are the mics? All right, we've got our we've got our song. Don't say it. We, nobody said it. So right, um, fantastic song. Courtesy uh, of Brian, but great. Song. I think we're all. I actually I actually Kevin. showed uh, Kev this song. Is there that is, is there swears? So not true. It's all my record. No 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 no. It's clean. It's clean. It's a Van Morrison. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> we didn't say the we didn't say the name. All right. But we know who it's by. Okay, we know who it's from. Van the man. Click it. Okay, we got three minutes. Any more? Any more? Talking thoughts before we throw the song. What? Uh, yeah, I got. I actually have one more um, predictions for the Masters, NBA playoffs this weekend. Anything? This is just uh, like in general, the Timberwolves. That's my home team. It's my favorite sports team behind the Vikings. We make it to the playoffs one time in 14 years, and this is the season you give me after it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let, let's improve. <laughs> let's improve. All right. That's it for me. All right. Get Kevin. Get packs the hell out of Chicago. Get what? Gar packs the hell out of Chicago. Oh, Those okay. The, the owners. Yeah. And Reinsdorf. They need change in Chicago for the Bulls. All right. It's a problem. You guys need to hop off that deep dish, too. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Maybe our players are eating it too much. Maybe. <laughs> I'll give you that one, maybe. All right. Uh, for me... Can't blame them though. Don't don't fear the deer. All right. Uh don't fear the deer. Don't fear, you know, any any team out there. Any team can beat anybody. Just like just like as my dad says, any you can hit any pitcher, any team can beat any team. That's why you play the game. And uh go Tiger and go Celtics. So that'll do it for us today. Games and Grub. Uh successful show, I think, April thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Put it in the books two minutes from now. But uh, should we do our sign-off, boys? Oh. I know it origins from it has origin from Kevin Hurley. But as we play our final song, we're going to uh, throw it off the air with our uh, ending line. So from Games and Grub, uh, Aiden Hatton, and Brian Gallagher. Brian Gallagher. Kevin Hurley. We Fat all Kev. say thank you for listening. And here comes our closing song. Here's what we decided. God bless you all. Have a great day and have a great weekend. Boom. All right, we got a little we got a little ad to play before this song. We'll so see you then or see you on another time through Walkie. Alright, so let's practice. that was our practice. We're all gonna say it at once now. Ready? Should we do it? Yeah. Alright, ready? Three, right. two, one. See, see you then or see, see you another, another time, time through Walkie.